Welcome to Impetus Podcast. Today, we bring you a brand new episode of Expert Speak, where our panelists share powerful insights on everything cloud, data, analytics, and AI. Hi, I'm Larry Pearson, Vice President and Client Partner at Impetus Technologies, where we specialize in what I like to refer to as all things data. And in that capacity, we help large enterprises in their quest to be data-driven enterprise enterprises, and most importantly, to maintain what is commonly referred to as a single source of truth with regard to their operations and their decision-making. And we host these uh, thought leadership uh, podcasts periodically to share some of our experiences in working with large complex enterprises on a variety of what uh, seem to be hot topics. And the hot topic we'll be addressing today is operationalizing Kubernetes on cloud or on-prem with speed and reliability. I'm delighted to have my colleague uh, Mustafa Badrawala with me today. Mustafa has more than 16 years of industry experience, primarily in cloud, DevOps, and containerization, and is a leader on our DevOps team in that regard with great experience in designing and operationalizing multiple cloud solutions, focusing on some of the non-functional requirements around security, performance, scalability, and elasticity. And uh, Mustafa, welcome to our podcast. Thanks, Larry. To get things kicked off, uh, I've got uh, the first uh, question I would like to uh, have you share with our audience is what are the key operational challenges that enterprises face today in leveraging Kubernetes in production environments? Sure, Larry. And then that's a really a good question uh, first up. And you know, Larry, uh, Kubernetes is one of the fastest growing technology in recent times. A lot of big enterprises, small enterprises are all racing towards adopting Kubernetes. But one of the irony as you spoke about is that still there are a lot of operational challenges when it comes to taking Kubernetes workloads in production. Development teams have been quick to adopt Kubernetes since they can easily set up their environments locally using tools like Minikube and they can start development. But when the question comes that how do we take these workloads into production, that's where the operation teams and the DevOps team starts facing challenges. And some of the primary concerns the teams face are that there are no tools for an end-to-end management and governance on Kubernetes. There are a lot of security limitations as well. How do we monitor large Kubernetes environment? And one of the other concerns is there are a lot of options related to Kubernetes adoption. You can have Kubernetes running on-premise. You can set up a Kubernetes environment on cloud using infrastructure. Or a lot of cloud providers are providing platform service as well for Kubernetes. There are multiple distributions. You can go for open source. You can use enterprise distributions like OpenShift. So there are a lot of options. Teams struggle to see what is the best choice for their requirements. Setting up a Kubernetes environment, especially the production environment, is a multi-step process. It requires a lot of configurations, a lot of hardening to make an environment production great. That's where teams struggle. There are no tools that can automate the entire process 
and make sure that human errors are less in lot of our engagements with where we have worked with large enterprises we mostly create custom frameworks using ansible terraform and automate these setup end to end right from procuring creating the hardware or the infrastructure on the cloud to the installation of kubernetes and then configuring it for high availability and all the possible security configurations excellent a great way to get our conversation kicked off i've heard a lot about the importance of observability in a kubernetes environment could you talk about uh, that and how it can be implemented sure larry and larry you'd be very uh, kind of interested to know that the observability phenomenon actually came since the adoption of kubernetes so if we look at kubernetes it has lot of components built into that it has a very kind of open uh, surface area it has its own plugins it has its platform there is an infrastructure on which it is running and then there are applications so observability refers to a holistic monitoring where you are monitoring all the components as well as you also have capability to trace and debug problems right to the root cause we need to build capability in our cluster so that if something goes wrong we are able to get to the root cause get the actual logs events and perform intelligent correlation across these components for example from a monitoring perspective we need to know that how our clusters are performing how many pods are running on the cluster which pods are in dead state or in idle state similarly if something goes wrong we need to have all the logs available so logs, logs would come from application that are running on top of the cluster it would also come from internal kubernetes events and components in order to trace that what's going wrong right when a request comes to your apis we need to identify the source of the request the container or the pods that are handling and the overall request latency that is uh, kind of uh, required to handle uh, and correspond to those requests similarly one of the important uh, aspect of overall observability is monitoring the events in kubernetes so when it is scaling up when it is scaling down what happens when a pod goes down Kubernetes provides resilience to our applications but we need to monitor the entire life cycle of our containers again industry is still trying to come up with comprehensive solutions lot of application performance management or apm tools that are commonly known as are trying to come up with the support for kubernetes at the same time focusing on open source we have been using tools like prometheus elk jagger to develop custom observability platforms for monitoring some of the large kubernetes clusters that we have been working with excellent mustafa and what about the different controls that are provided by kubernetes for enterprise security obviously there's a lot of focus on security today in the enterprise world is there a way to automate security checks in a kubernetes cluster right and 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 uh, larry so when we started right so security is one of the prime concern and you must have heard a recent re about couple of uh, attacks on tesla and capital one environments 
again you would be a uh, kind of uh, would kind of be surprised to know that these attacks actually happened from their kubernetes clusters so kubernetes since it has a very wide surface area with different components applications it opens quite lot of doors for potential hackers to get into the system we need to address these concerns when we take kubernetes into the production environment there are a lot of controls provided by kubernetes like image security so image which are the primary source of running executing your pods in the kubernetes environment need to make sure that images are free from vulnerabilities we need to integrate the scanning of these images right into our deployment and build process then there are isolation aspects like namespace and resource isolation namespace refers to segregating different workloads or different environments in a single cluster the applications running in different namespaces cannot communicate with each other it also provides us a mechanism to distribute resources evenly or as required basis to different applications some of the applications that needs higher resources are more critical we can have them in different namespaces similarly there are rbac policies which is role based access control which can be configured so that different users in the cluster have specific access and permissions to execute a given set of pods in in some of our experiences we usually create administrator users which have actual control of all the configuration changes while the devops and the operations teams are mostly related to debugging any failures that happens similarly since there are a lot of network components involved we need to have appropriate ssl certificates tls enabled for enabling the network security there are a lot of pod security policies in place so that you limit the interaction of your pods with external environment this make sure that none of the external traffic can reach directly to a pod so that it minimizes the risk of external vulnerability attacks on the application in order to secure your credentials or information kubernetes provides secrets where we can store such confidential information related to configuration access keys in the cloud etc also we have come up with a automated way to scan kubernetes clusters periodically for uh, security threats we are using cis benchmark which is center for internet security and we have automated that benchmark execution with jenkins one of the benefits that we have achieved with this automation is that whenever if any admin or any developer makes any configuration which is not compliant we get a real time notification this makes sure that our clusters are hardened for security and there is no misconfiguration at any point of time excellent most of obviously in an enterprise uh, scale implementation of kubernetes or any other service really uh the different scaling options that may be available are are very very important could you kind of take us through the scaling options available in kubernetes sure larry in fact 
scaling capabilities of kubernetes is one of the primary uh, factors where enterprises are adopting it it offers two levels of scaling one is at the cluster level and other is at the application level with cluster level scaling we can actually horizontally scale our kubernetes cluster that means we can add nodes at runtime to provide more computation and memory to applications running on top of the cluster for on premise environments it becomes an offline process because you need to procure the machines or the virtual machines and add it to the cluster but in cloud environments this can be an automated process where we can actually create an instance on demand and add it to our existing cluster and that's what lot of platform services like elastic kubernetes service azure kubernetes service or google kubernetes engine offers uh, out of the box coming to the application level scaling as applications are running inside pods kubernetes provides configuration where we can define the minimum number of pods that are always running it gives fault tolerance to the application at the same time we can define policies based on that our pods can auto scale up to a configured maximum capacity these policies can either be in terms of cpu or memory utilization as well as with recent changes and releases in kubernetes we can also set up policies on custom metrics related to our application for example if for my application the request latency is increasing that means the current processing is not able to serve the user request within the sla we can have a custom matrix that will actually increase the number of pods so that i get more computation power to handle incoming client request thank you mustafa for all of your valuable insights i trust our listeners found them quite useful if you are out there in the audience and you have any other questions you can write to us at podcast@impetus.impetus.com and our expert panel will respond to those thank you all for joining us uh, i look forward to uh, having you join us again for a future podcast and again mustafa thank you for your time and your thoughts we hope you enjoyed today's episode Do follow us to stay connected as we help you unravel the data, cloud, analytics and AI puzzle. You can also look us up on LinkedIn and Twitter or visit our website www.impetus.com. Meanwhile, we hope you take good care of yourself and stay safe during these unprecedented times. Thank you for listening and watch this space for our next episode.